This is Roaring Light, your daily dose of faith, news, and community happenings from the staff of News Source One Mikiana, coupled with Christian independent artist music from Roaring Light Radio. So let's get ready to praise the Lord and smile the day away. The news is next. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Democrats celebrate a blue wave and maintain Senate control. Bomb blast kills six people in Istanbul. And Vladimir Zelensky claims 400 Russian war crimes in Kherson. It's Monday, November 14. I'm Anthony Davis. Democrats were celebrating on Sunday after retaining control of the U.S. Senate, defying Republican hopes for a red wave in the midterm elections, and turned their attention to Georgia, where a runoff contest could strengthen their hand in Congress. Democratic leaders portrayed the better-than-expected performance as vindication of their agenda and a rebuke of election denialism and extremist candidates on the right, even as Republicans edged towards control of the House of Representatives with a handful of key races yet to be called. Senate control was clinched late on Saturday by Nevada Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, who defeated former Nevada Attorney General Adam Laxalt, who was endorsed by former President Donald Trump. That put Democrats in charge of a 50-50 Senate by virtue of Vice President Kamala Harris holding the tie-breaking vote. A Democratic victory in a Georgia runoff on December 6 between Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker would give the party outright majority control, bolstering its sway over committees, bills and judicial picks. We're focusing now on Georgia. We feel good about where we are, President Joe Biden said on the sidelines of a meeting of Southeast Asian heads of government in Cambodia on Sunday. Republicans, however, remained close to seizing control of the House as officials continued counting ballots, with returns still flowing in for several races, including many in liberal-leaning California. As of Sunday, Republicans had won 211 seats and the Democrats 206, with 218 needed for a majority. It could take several days before the outcome of enough House races is known to determine which party will control the 435-seat chamber. A bomb rocked a bustling pedestrian avenue in the heart of Istanbul on Sunday, killing six people, wounding several dozen and leaving panicking people fleeing the fiery blast or huddling in cafes and shops. Emergency vehicles rushed to the scene on Istiklal Avenue, a popular thoroughfare lined with shops and restaurants that leads to the iconic Taksim Square. In one video posted online, a loud bang could be heard at a flash scene as pedestrians turned and ran away. Turkish President Erdogan called the blast a treacherous attack and said its perpetrators would be punished. A suspect was arrested by the early hours of this morning. The person who planted the bomb has been arrested, Interior Minister Suleiman Soylu said in a statement broadcast by the official Anadolu news agency. According to our findings, the PKK terrorist organization is responsible, he said.
Sunday's explosion was a shocking reminder of the anxiety and safety concerns that stalked the Turkish population during years when such attacks were common. The country was hit by a string of deadly bombings between 2015 and 2017, some by the Islamic State group, others by Kurdish militants who seek increased autonomy or independence. In recent years, Erdogan has led a broad crackdown on the militants, as well as on Kurdish lawmakers and activists. Amid skyrocketing inflation and other economic troubles, Erdogan's anti-terrorism campaign is a key rallying point for him ahead of presidential and parliamentary elections next year. Numerous foreign governments offered their condolences, including neighbouring Greece, with which relations are tense. While the Kurdish militants, known as the PKK, are considered a terrorist organization by Turkey, the United States and the European Union, critics say Erdogan himself has also used broad terror laws to stifle free speech. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has accused Russian soldiers of committing war crimes and killing civilians in Kherson, parts of which were retaken by Ukraine's army last week after Russia pulled out. Investigators have already documented more than 400 Russian war crimes. Bodies of dead civilians and servicemen have been found, Zelensky said in his nightly video address on Sunday. The Russian army left behind the same savagery it did in other regions of the country it entered, he said. Mass graves have been found in several places across Ukraine since the start of the invasion on February 24, including civilian bodies showing evidence of torture discovered in the Kharkiv region and in Bucha near Kiev. Ukraine accused Russian troops of committing the crimes. A United Nations commission in October said war crimes were committed in Ukraine and that Russian forces were responsible for the vast majority of human rights violations in the early weeks of the war. Ukrainian troops arrived in the center of southern Kherson region on Friday after Russia abandoned the only regional capital it had captured since Moscow launched its invasion. This marks Moscow's third major retreat of the war and the first to involve yielding such a large occupied city in the face of a major Ukrainian counter-offensive. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. If you enjoy 5-Minute News, join me for the Weekend Show podcast. Big picture conversations with expert guests about the state of America. Available every Sunday with Midas Touch and 5-Minute News. Search and subscribe to the Weekend Show. Hello folks, welcome. It's Monday and you're tuned in to Roaring Light for the 14th. Did you have a good weekend? Did you enjoy the snow that just fell? Beautiful, wasn't it? Fell on the grass. Nothing to worry about for the roads. Significant at all. Uh, looked real pretty, about an inch to two inches or so. And by midday on Sunday, it all melted away. Uh, my name is Keith, your host 
for today's podcast. We have some music to share, some Christmas music to go play for you as well. Uh, we have a lot of information to share, an update on the national election scene from PNS. And Sylvia has a number of community things that are going on. And by the way, uh, she has another episode today of Michiana 101. And if you didn't get a chance to hear last Saturday's fun podcast, please take a listen. Uh, she would appreciate it very much. By the way, uh, if you're having trouble listening to us through Anchor, go to listen to us through Spotify. We'll be posting those links a lot more often because the Spotify links really seem to play much better. So uh, one one way to uh, to get the word out and uh, be able to, to, to listen to this great podcast or Miss Shannon 101 or even a brand new podcast that we have, Down Home with Paul. Yes, we're going to be bringing you again... Uh, we started on Friday, continuing this week and for the next several weeks, stories of Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. And we've compiled a number of them into its own podcast. It was suggested by Sylvia over the weekend in some conferencing that I had with her on Instant Messenger. Yes, we're going to be doing for a few weeks, see how it goes, a brand new podcast of all Paul Harvey, but we're going to be bringing individual stories to you from that podcast here on Roaring Light, if that's what you prefer. And he's the old grand storyteller. Uh, I don't think anybody really could uh, could match old Paul and the rest of the story. So uh, check that out. We've got that link posted. And uh, look forward also to another episode of Michiana 101. See what's going on, ways to boost your faith and know what's happening in Michiana. Well, as I mentioned, uh, we talked about snow. We have the possibility of zero wind chills later this week from the National Weather Service. One reminder before I go to the forecast and on to some music in this podcast is that, again, Thanksgiving meal is not happening at the Matterhorn from the Salvation Army. They're putting their monies elsewhere to go for food in the community. Uh, that's that's good of them, but if you are still looking anywhere for food um, for a Thanksgiving, you might need to duck down to the Faith Mission or see if another church in the area is doing a free community Thanksgiving meal in the city with a heart. I know that certain areas in South Bend do have an annual Thanksgiving uh, meal for members who are needing it. Um, So you might look that up online. Well, let's go ahead. Enough of me blabbing. Let's go on to Anna with the weather and let's check out some great music here on Roaring Light your community daily podcast. Your National Weather Service forecast. Zero wind chills are forecast the last part of this week, Monday. Partly sunny, with a high near 39. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Monday night, a 40% chance of snow showers, mainly after 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 28. East wind around 5 miles per hour. 
Tuesday. Snow showers likely, mainly after 7 a.m. Cloudy, with a high near 38. East wind 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 70%. New snow accumulation of less than a half inch possible. Tuesday night. Snow showers likely, mainly before 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 29. Calm wind becoming west around 5 miles per hour after midnight. Chance of precipitation is 60%. New snow accumulation of less than a half inch possible. Wednesday. Snow showers, mainly after 1 p.m. High near 37. Chance of precipitation is 80%. New snow accumulation of less than a half inch possible. On Christmas Day so long ago when I was just a boy Neat the tree from dad to me, a wonderful new toy A Lionel train, six new cars, an engine with a light Whistle too, because dad knew it had to be just right Clickety-clack around the track, it circled neat the tree Dad wouldn't let me touch it yet, but that was fine with me. Clickety-clacked and it came back, boy it sure was fun. To know I loved my daddy and he sure loved his son. Every year at Christmas time, that train we'd both unpack. Oil up the engine and hook up all the track. With loving care, set up the cars, the engine and caboose. Dad plugged it in and then would call, okay, give it the juice. Clickety-clack around the track, it circled neat the tree. I was growing older, but time moved too slow for me. Clickety-clacked and it came back, that special Christmas joy, when the engineers would take around my daddy and his boy. grown up and married and have my little boy on his second Christmas I gave him that old toy he loves it just like I did such a happy lad perfect recreation for my boy and his dad clickety-clack around the track it circled neat the tree favorite times that I recalls when my dad played with me Clickety-clack, and it came back, now time speeds quickly by. I realize it's now my turn to give it my best try.
How my child loves that old train around the tree And cherishes the time that he can spend with me He says that he's waiting for future Christmas joy When he grows up he'll be a dad and give it to his boy Clickety-clack around the track the seasons fly so fast Measured in relationships, just memories shall last. Christmas time is special for building memories for boys and dads and granddads and trains around the tree. For boys and dads and granddads and trains around the tree. So you could fully know how to 
I'd rather be surrounded by 10 people who are on fire for God than a thousand people who just want to play church. Play time soldier, 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 Break time soldier, break up, break time soldier, Christ in us is rising up, we light it up like supernovas. Break time soldier, you ready to get ready, Holy Ghost is taking over. Holy Ghost is taking over, you ready to get ready, coming through like a dozer. Time to draw closer, stride like a cobra, time to wake up and be a cup, no focus. Y'all know who I'm relying on, in the lion strong, in the lion thong. Break it up come down from the side I'm on, and we never have to question whose side I'm on. We gotta be passing because my condition back in the world, always hit the mic because you know it's happening. If it's not by, I would testify when you did on my life. You don't even know the half of it Look up in the media Get a final change You're greedy Get a on my home I'm passing through Without speed to Get a final movie Play it out Just like we're in a theater He would not be taking Another bunch of different Even yeah Play time's over Play time soldier, play time soldier, play time soldier, play time soldier, crossing us is rising up, we light it up like supernovas. Play time soldier, 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 crossing us is rising up, we light it up like supernovas. Play time soldier, play time soldier, holy ghost is taking over. Play time soldier, play time soldier, play time soldier. Take over has officially started to every single one since I've disregarded, discarded, departed, and broken hearted. Gotta have a word up in your heart and gotta guard it. It's time to leave the playground, step out of the sandbox, leave behind the horoscope, superstitions, and shamrocks. We don't live by love, we live by the one who can take us on up. Raise Lazarus, he will gather us, and I'm talking about the Holy One of Nazareth. Wake from the sleep and get up from your summer, leave milk for the meeting, get ready for wonders. He's coming back soon with the boom and the thunder, no more waiting, no more walking, definitely be going under. Play time soldier, play time soldier, play time soldier, play time soldier, Christ in us is rising up, we light it up like supernovas. Play time soldier, play time soldier, play time soldier, play time soldier, Christ in us is rising up, we light it up like supernovas. Play time soldier, play time soldier, holy ghost is taking over. Play time soldier, play time soldier. Wake up, play time's over, raise up, pray time soldier, Christ in us is rising up, we light it up like supernovas, pray time soldier, you ready get ready, holy ghost to take it over, Lord we ask right now that you raise up mighty warriors, to wake up from their sleep and slumber, and to take back what the enemy stole, play time is over, and it's pray time soldier. Somehow I'm back here again In the place where I need a hand Or just to sit quiet while you speak I wonder when I will be free Of all the things to pull at me And 
Make me wonder if I'm unique It's not easy for me to let go It's not easy but you take me in you Nothing I have earned in this life can Put me in a place that's right or Make it easier to believe Somehow here in your love I find out One voice we love. 
another segment from Finding Joy. You can find Finding Joy on Facebook, or you can head over to FindingJoy.net from some encouraging words from Rachel Martin. Everyone, everyone has a story. Everyone has something they carry. Everyone has good days. Everyone has bad days. Everyone has normal days. Everyone wonders what to do. Everyone has dreams. Everyone needs friends. Everyone has moments of lonely. Everyone has a story. Be kind. Add that to their story. Take care. Here is a little message from Butterflies Lovers. Good morning. Another day knocks at our door to continue another page of our life. May this new day bring you more strength to help you hurdle all of the challenges, wisdom to choose the best course in your journey, joy to enjoy every single moment, and God's protection and blessings to not have only a wonderful, but a blessed day. God bless you. Here is another craft bazaar happening in Lakeville, Indiana. I have no idea where Lakeville, Indiana. But if you know somebody that lives around Lakeville, Indiana, here is something you can share with them. This will take place on Saturday, November 12th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. located at 305 South Michigan Street. And there will be a special guest by Santa Claus. And you can give them a call at 574 784-2122 and ask for Gina Heesh and she will be able to give you more and any information you would like to know. This morning winter is coming and Real Services desperately needs volunteers for their Meals on Wheels program. Melissa Stevens joins us now live from South Bend with how you can help. Hey Melissa. Good morning. So we are inside the kitchen right now. This is where all the meals are prepared. And if you see these red bins right behind me, these are containers that have meals in them that are getting ready to go out and be delivered to people in our community. I'm joined now by George Hawthorne. Tell me a little bit about this program. I know a lot of us have heard of it, but what exactly is it? Well, the Meals on Wheels program uh, provides well-balanced meals to individuals who no longer can prepare meals for themselves, whether it's a physical or mental reason. Uh, They need to have a well-balanced meal that's required by the USDA uh, federal government, as well as uh, to meet their required daily intakes. Uh, We just want to make sure that people have well-balanced, meaningful meals to them as well as we uh, do diet-specific meals to make sure that uh, every meal that goes out here fits that particular diet for that particular client. So what exactly do volunteers do for this program? Well, volunteers will come in each day, and they will pick up their meals, and uh, they will deliver those meals to the clients. Now, all the meals are labeled with the client's names and their specific diet on there, and the volunteers have a sheet that has that same information on it so that they can make sure that they're delivering the right meal to the right client. Uh, the, the volunteers actually are a vital part of our program because without volunteers, there's no way we could run this program. Volunteers make a huge uh, portion of basically our budget, our in-kind donations. Um, so they will actually end up making friends with a lot of our clients and they will actually reroute their route so they can end up with a specific client that they want to spend some extra time with 
because they make so many different friends as well as they check on everybody because that's the reason why we deliver hot meals. We want individuals to be able to check on and make sure those folks are safe and still uh, healthy because uh, they can actually call us should they see if there's anything different or changed about a volunteer. They actually will call us and let us know what's going on with that client. You really make a huge difference. Thank you so much for explaining all of that. And you know what? It's not a large time commitment, guys. We're talking about an hour and a half a day. So that's what we're talking about. Once a week, correct? An hour and a half? I mean, that's all that they're asking for just to make that difference. You can go ahead and sign up to volunteer on the Real Services website. Really simple process to help make a difference, guys. And that man right there, George, is an incredible resource in our community. He's helping to make sure so many people get the help they need. He also makes really good cookies. <laughs> oh, good cookies. Okay. Good cookies, yes. <laughs> Thank you. He's amazing. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa Stevens reporting live. Looking for a fun way to volunteer this holiday season? Did you know that across the nation and the world, you can simply volunteer to ring bells? If you would like to volunteer to ring bell for your local community, you can register at registertoring.com and you will be able to pick a city and location to ring bells. The holiday season for ring a bell starts different times. This Friday, November 4th, will kick off Elkhart City's ringing bell season. If you're interested in ringing bells, you can head over to registertoring.com or you can call Elkhart Salvation Army at 574-970-0088 to get hooked up to ring them bells. Be sure if you see a red kettle out there anywhere that you just drop in a penny or two and help them raise money for the community and any needs that the church and the community needs to take care and have a wonderful day. Here is another holiday bazaar coming up. You can head over to Oslo Elementary School, located at 24975 County Road 6 in Elkhart, Indiana, and that will take place on Saturday, November 19th from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., and they will have over 120 vendors. With everything being 100% handmade crafts as well as some baked goods. Hope you get a chance to support these local vendors as they have traveled near and far. Take care and have a wonderful week. Greetings from Heart City Church. I'm Pastor Joel. We've been sampling the Psalms and today we come to Psalm 10. Psalm 10. Have you ever met anyone who said, Psalm 10 is my favorite? Well, there may be a reason for this. Psalm 8 started with, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Psalm 9, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. And then like Indiana weather where it's 70 and sunny one day, Psalm 10 hits us like a freezing storm the next. Psalm 10 begins, Why, Lord? Do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? The question why appears four times in this psalm. It's asking, God, if you're truly ruling and reigning over every square inch of this cosmos, 
and you're a good God who hates evil, why do you seem indifferent, as proud men boast and revile you? Why do you seem remote when evil men take advantage of the weak and helpless? Why do sinners and godless folks prosper at the expense of your people? Have you ever asked God these questions? If you haven't, why not? Hopefully you're not indifferent to the wickedness in our world. Psalm 10 teaches us that we not only can express frustration to God, but we should. We should complain to God. Yes, Pastor Joel said, you should be a complainer. Many people think that complaining is a bad thing, but complaining is a good thing when you understand what it is. Complaining is bringing a problem to someone who is able to do something about it. They have complaint departments at many retail stores because stores want to fix problems or issues customers have. Otherwise, folks will simply go off and grumble about what a rotten store they are. And if enough folks do that, they'll begin to lose business. Stores want people to be complainers so they can make things right. And so does God. There's all the difference in the world between grumbling and complaining. To grumble is to gripe about all the troubles in the world and never once turn to God. It's essentially to say, God, you don't know what you're doing. Which is the same heart attitude as the wicked men in this psalm who are practical atheists. Do you realize that to complain to God is an act of faith? It is to take troubles to the one who you believe can and will fix it. Psalm 10 teaches us to cry out, Why, God? Things aren't the way they should be in your world. And it also teaches us not to be wimpy about it. Listen to how Psalm 10 ends. Arise, Lord. Lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, He won't call me to account. But you, God, see the trouble they afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit their se themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked man. Call the evildoer to account for his wickedness that would not otherwise be found out. That's not wimpy, is it? We can call out to God to arise, to remember who he's promised to be for the helpless. Have you ever asked God to break the arm of the wicked man? To expose evildoers who will not otherwise be found out? I'll confess I never did until I heard stories from helpless souls who had been raped, abused, and more. And now one of my go-tos is to pray Psalm 10 with them and for them. They need a pastor who believes in and calls out to a God who is not just loving, but just, who will deal with perpetrators and harshly if they will not repent of their sins. And we should want God to deal with them so that others will not be hurt. Yeah, Psalm 10 is a heavy psalm to end our week on, but it is in the Bible for a reason, to teach us how to call out to God in faith in an evil age. It may not be a popular psalm, but perhaps we should put it up a little higher on our lists in 2020. Things are not the way they should be. Are you perplexed? Are you wondering why? Then let's plead to our God, who is faithful and just. Let's pray. You, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. 
you encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed so that mere earthly mortals will never again strike terror. We ask that you will keep your promises and expose the wicked and bring an end to all the haughty. And we pray that you will bring restoration to our communities and bring shalom to those who have trusted in you in the storm. We pray this in the name of the one who in faith cried out from the cross, Why? Jesus Christ, your beloved Son. Amen. The rest of the story. May 25, 1951, he made his major league baseball debut. That day, he was five times at bat, no hits. The next day, he was three times at bat, no hits. The day after that, he was four times at bat, again, no hits. And the days rolled by, and the most the hapless rookie could muster was one hit in 26 times at bat. So you'll understand why after the most recent of those humiliating games, the rookie went into the locker room, he sat down in front of his locker and cried. But this is the rest of the story. It was his first season of Major League Baseball, 26 times at bat, one hit. After the last in that long string of demoralizing games, the team manager found him in the locker room, sitting in front of his locker, crying. The manager couldn't help feel partially responsible. The rookie had come up to the majors on his advice. In fact, the rookie, terrified at the thought of batting the big league at pitch, would have preferred to stay in Minneapolis with the American Association. There he could hit a comfortable 4.77. Now in the majors, he was batting 0, 3.9. So when the manager found his new recruit sitting alone in the locker room in tears, he, the manager, knew what was wrong, but he asked anyway. And the rookie stood up at the sound of the manager's voice. He'd been caught in a very private moment. But the sympathy in the manager's eyes dispelled the young fellow's embarrassment, and he begged the manager, please, please send me back down. Quietly, the manager reaffirmed his faith in the rookie's potential. He was just nervous, that was all, and tomorrow was another day. The rookie appeared unconvinced, but as the manager searched his mind for something inspirational, something practical occurred to him instead. Tomorrow, the manager announced confidently, you're going to get two hits. The rookie struck a quizzical glance. The manager continued, when you're out there at the plate, pull up your pants. The rookie smiled and shook his head, but the manager was serious. If the rookie would just pull up his pants before he stepped up to bat, tomorrow he'd get two hits. He did, and he did. And the next day, the rookie pulled up his pants before walking to the plate, a single and a triple. They beat the Pirates 14 to 3. And the day after that, against the Cardinals, the Greenhorn batter, who had once feared major league pitchers, got two doubles, scored the only run. They won one to nothing. The rookie was on his way, and he finished the season somewhat overcoming his rotten start with a decent 2-7-4. Drafted into the Army the following year, he returned to his team in 1954, and in the two elapsed years, he had not forgotten to pull up his pants. He batted 345 that year, scoring 119 runs, 110 RBIs, 41 home runs. He led his league in three base hits. He set a new team record for extra base hits, and his team won the pennant. Now, for this next, you must understand that a pitched ball must cross the plate above the batter's knees. And baseball, as most games, is a game of inches. What the team manager had discovered three years before was that the umpires were calling the young rookie's strike zone not at his knees, but at the knees of his pants. And with his pants pulled up, the low pitches were no longer good. And the once intimidated rookie 
became a superstar. You know his team, the New York Giants. You know his manager, Leo DeRocher. And now you know the rookie who had but to pull up his pants to lift himself into the stratosphere of baseball immortality. Willie Howard Mays. Willie Mays. And now you know the rest of the story. This episode is brought to you by Purina. 48% of domestic abuse survivors delay leaving because they can't take their pet with them. Purina and Red Rover created the Purple Leash Project to help domestic violence survivors and their pets by providing grants to make shelters pet friendly. They're building a future where no one escaping abuse has to leave a pet behind. Visit purpleleashproject.com to find out how you can help today. Fox Weather. I'm Fox Weather Meteorologist Jane Menard, and here's the latest from America's Weather Center. Across the country, a massive sweep of cold air will take hold from coast to coast with high temperatures well below average. New York City will struggle to leave the 40s, temperatures topping off in the 30s across much of the middle U.S. Trends keep the wintry cold in place through early next week. A storm system moving through the southern plains will bring a dual snow and severe risk. Across northern Texas and Oklahoma, cold temperatures will lead to widespread freeze and the first accumulating snow for some. Up to three inches may be possible with slick and icy conditions leading to hazardous travel. Meanwhile, rain and isolated severe storms will be possible today in southeast Texas and southern Louisiana. Keep your Fox weather alerts active. Get the latest weather updates anytime, anywhere by downloading the Fox weather app at foxweather.com. Greg Laurie's SoCal Harvest drew 50,000 attendees and saw more than 8,600 decisions for Christ. This is Truth Itself. The event was held last weekend at Angel Stadium in Anaheim. Besides the in-person attendance, it's estimated 160,000 people watched online. Musical performances at the two-day event featured notable contemporary Christian music stars, including Jeremy Camp, Phil Wickham, The Newsboys, Andy Minio, and Crowder. Lori preached at the gathering, telling those gathered at Angel Stadium and watching online that God changed the course of my life and He can do that for you. He added, My hope tonight is not in politicians or world leaders. It's not in technology, money, or possessions. It's not even in religion. What we're all looking for is not something you hold in your hand. It's something that happens in your heart, in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The gathering also incorporated themes from the upcoming movie, Jesus Revolution, a film based on the real-life Christian revival movement that took place in the 1960s and 70s in Southern California. The movie centers on how the movement personally impacted the life of a young Lori, who was influenced by a street preacher named Lonnie Frisbee. The film stars Kelsey Grammer as Pastor Chuck Smith, Jonathan Rumi as Frisbee, and Joel Courtney portraying a young Lori. SoCal Harvest is an annual evangelistic event that boasts of having had more than 6 million attendees and at least 600,000 professions of faith since it was first held in 1990. Truth Itself is brought to you by trainapastor.com, where Timothy Kroll is training untrained pastors around the world who can't afford training. We're over two-thirds of the way toward our goal of training 3,000 untrained pastors using Dr. Kroll's 50 years of experience in Bible and theology training. It's a goal that God has called us to. Join us at trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. 
With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, with more today on the extraordinary weekend scenes in the southern Ukrainian city of Kherson, now liberated by Kiev's forces from Russian occupation. Many in the West are keen to view the liberation of Kherson as a turning point in the war, with some suggestions that pressure will now grow on the government of President Volodymyr Zelensky to begin negotiations with Moscow. But much hinges on whether the Russians try to recoup the ground they've lost, and Robert Fox the defence editor of the London Evening Standard, says they might. The trouble is that if they do that, they're not doing so well in their crudeness in the court of world and public opinion. They keep on saying, we're, you know, we're out for ourselves, NATO, the West, Europe is out to get us. But the constituency they're in danger of losing is the one that really counts for them, and it's the South. Uh, it's Africa, it's part of Asia, it's the Gulf, if they're no longer a valuable ally to them. And it's just beginning to dawn on the countries that have relied on grain and maize and oil and fertilizer from the Black Sea, both from Russia as well as Ukraine, that is where they're in trouble. The Wall Street Journal on Sunday reported that the Biden administration is nudging the Ukrainian government to view Kherson's fall as an opportunity to think about negotiations before the worst of the region's winter sets in. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. The Public News Service Daily Newscast for Monday, November 14th, 2022. I'm Mike Moen. Over the weekend, a number of news sources projected that Democrats will keep control of the U.S. Senate following last Tuesday's election, repelling Republican efforts to retake that chamber. The outcome of the Senate race in Nevada was what cemented Democratic control, which now stands at 50 to 49. And with the results in Nevada now decided, Georgia is the only state where both parties are still competing for a Senate seat. Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnock faces GOP challenger Herschel Walker in a December 6th runoff. Democratic control of the Senate ensures a smoother process for President Biden's cabinet appointments and judicial picks, including those for potential Supreme Court openings. The party will also keep control over committees and have the power to conduct investigations or oversight of the Biden administration and will be able to reject legislation sent over by the House if the GOP wins that chamber. Meanwhile, the fate of the House was still uncertain as counting continued for several states. In Montana, candidates supporting conservation efforts held strong in last week's election. While Republicans there captured a supermajority in the state legislature, Candidates promoting access to public lands also won their races. In northern Montana, one conservation-minded candidate even managed to flip a Republican seat. Democrat Paul Tuss won his race and says access to the outdoors is a winning issue in Montana. As I spent the last nine months talking on the doorsteps, the truth is that it didn't matter what their political leanings are. The vast majority of people that I talk to are strong supporters of public lands in our state. With its veto overriding majority, Montana Republicans are looking to possibly make changes to the state's constitution next session and send those changes to voters for final approval. Tuss says he'll push back to ensure that Montanans' constitutional right to a clean and healthful environment stays intact. The state of Maryland is building an automated network of weather stations to help with forecasting and emergency alerts. Brett Pivado reports. 
The state and the University of Maryland will partner to build a mesonet, which is short for mesoscale network. The mesonet will feature 75 monitoring stations when completed, with the first third in operation by next summer. Sumant Nigam, who chairs the Department of Atmospheric and Oceanic Science at the university, says the design phase is already underway. We are currently in the design phase, using numerical weather modeling experiments to determine what would be the optimal placement of the tower. Are there locations? Where weather monitoring would yield greater dividends in terms of a weather forecast. Nigam says the stations will transmit data to UMD every five minutes and then be made available to the National Weather Service as well as state and county emergency management. Brett Pivato reporting. This is PNS. In Dallas, the NTSB is investigating the cause of Saturday's mid-air crash of two historic military planes during an air show that left six people dead. An official tells the Associated Press that one of the key questions for investigators is why the aircraft were seemingly sharing the same space just before impact. A World War II era bomber and a fighter plane collided and crashed to the ground in a ball of flames, leaving crumbled wreckage in a grassy area inside the Dallas Executive Airport perimeter. Several videos posted on social media showed the fighter plane flying into the bomber. Turning to education, teacher shortages have been a focal point in the world of education. But some working in the field say there should be more conversations about the benefits of pursuing these careers, and engagement work is building in states like South Dakota. Five years ago, South Dakota established a statewide affiliate of the National Educators Rising Organization. Local chapters interact with high school students through monthly meetings and exercises, in hopes of inspiring these teenagers to choose teaching as their profession. State Director Travis Lape, who works in the Harrisburg District, says schools around the state need to realize they don't have to look far in recruiting. Future teachers are sitting in our desks right now. They're in our classrooms, and so how can we invest in them now to show them the value of going off, getting their degree, and then coming back home for being a teacher in their in their small community or or where they grew up? The statewide network also organizes expos at South Dakota universities. Where local members learn about programs and courses that are needed to obtain their degree in education, Lape says they now have more than 30 local chapters across South Dakota. And finally, it's National Adoption Month, a chance to raise awareness about the need for permanent homes and families for kids in foster care. Mark Moran reports on efforts in Iowa. In Polk County alone, nearly 1,200 children in foster care are looking for forever homes, and more than 407,000 nationwide. The Iowa Department of Health and Human Services says the numbers are down from 2021 because more kids are being adopted. Associate Juvenile Judge William Owens, who serves in Southeast Iowa, says while adoptions happen all year long, setting aside a month to highlight them is important, even in the small towns where he presides. It shines a spotlight on those kids who are waiting for that forever home and waiting for permanency in their lives and. We try to find those homes and try to link them up with families who can provide them with the permanency they need. Owens will certify 21 adoptions in the five counties he oversees this Saturday, November 19th, which is National Adoption Day. He says that seven times as many as when he began serving his district in 2008. Owens adds this adoption day has personal significance. He's retiring this year, so it's the last one he will officiate. I'm Mark Moran, and I'm Mike Moen. And that is the Public News Service Daily Newscast for Monday, November fourteenth, twenty twenty-two. Did you know that next week is World Kindness Week? 
World Kindness Week starts on November 13th and runs all the way through November 19th. Think about ways that you can be kind to people, whether it's just um, being a friendly neighbor, maybe it's um, making new friends, maybe it's getting to know your neighbors, your shut-ins, getting to know people within your community. There are a lot of ways that you can be kind to somebody next week. Maybe it's serving at your local homeless shelter. I know for me, I will be doing just that. I will be serving lunch to the people at my local homeless shelter, Faith Mission in Elkhart. And I do that about six times a year with my church. And that is directly before the week of Thanksgiving. Other ways that you can show kindness maybe is making cards for coworkers, which I'm in the process of doing. I'm in the process of making cards for my coworkers. You know, maybe it's just being kind to the people who you're not always kind to. It is hard to show kindness to people that are just so rude to us. But we are to love them. We may not like them, but we should respect them and we should love to them. Maybe one kind word to somebody you don't like is going to make their day. You never know what others are going through until you walk in their shoes. Kindness is... I'm so tired today. Kindness is something that is difficult for a lot of people, but it is easy to do. You may not think about it, but... Somebody may be having a bad day. And by you showing that little act of kindness goes a long way. Just today at work, there was a group of kindergartners who felt empathy and felt the pain of one of their fellow students because he was hurt. They did not want to do anything because they wanted to see what happened to this particular kid. You know, sometimes kids are better at showing kindness to other people. These kids, they reacted because their friend was hurt. They showed kindness and empathy because they could feel the pain that the kid was going through. This goes for bullies, too. Bullies need someone to be a friend to them. Maybe the bully is struggling with an inner house issue. Maybe look for attention and they don't know what to do, so they're hurting other people. Sometimes. Sometimes some bullies need a friend. But how can you be kind to someone who is bullying you, whether the bullying is a kid or teenagers? But there are even adult bullies out there, too. Sometimes. We need to take a step back and figure out, get to know the bully, what he or she is going through, and maybe learn a lot. You never know how much you can make in the life of a bully. There are people that that serve and protect us, but people are so scared of them because one bad person ruins it for the whole bunch. One bad apple ruins it for everybody. We don't know this trouble that they're going through, but you do. You know the struggles 
we don't know the struggles that any particular individual is going through. But showing kindness is something that we can do every week. And World Kindness Week is a good explanation of that. Some of the local schools are having students participate in World Kindness by having them do something as holding a door for people coming in. Maybe they want them to make a thank you card for a friend, make a new friend. These are things that students are doing in the school system. We can learn a lot from schools and the people around us if we take the time to get to know our neighbors. But who is your neighbor? Oh, so sweet for you. Did you know your neighbors, your neighbors, or anybody around you? So as we think about ways that we can show kindness next week during World Kindness Week, let us take a foot in the right direction. How can you show kindness to somebody today, tomorrow, or even next week? You can show kindness any day of the week. Take care and have a wonderful week. Services desperately needs volunteers for their Meals on Wheels program. Melissa Stevens joins us now live from South Bend with how you can help. Hey, Melissa. Good morning. So we are inside the kitchen right now. This is where all the meals are prepared. And if you see these red bins right behind me, these are containers that have meals in them that are getting ready to go out and be delivered to people in our community. I'm joined now by George Hawthorne. Tell me a little bit about this program. I know a lot of us have heard of it, but what exactly is it? Well, the Meals on Wheels program uh, provides well-balanced meals to individuals who no longer can prepare meals for themselves, whether it's a physical or mental reason. Uh, they need to have a well-balanced uh, meal that's required by the USDA uh, federal government, as well as uh, to meet their required daily intakes. Uh, we just want to make sure that people have well-balanced, meaningful meals to them as well as we uh, do diet-specific meals to make sure that uh, every meal that goes out here fits that particular diet for that particular client. So what exactly do volunteers do for this program? Well, volunteers will come in each day and they will pick up their meals and uh, they will deliver those meals to the clients. Now, all the meals are labeled with the client's names and their specific diet on there and the volunteers have a sheet that has that same information on it so that they can make sure that they're delivering the right meal to the right client. Uh, the volunteers actually are a vital part of our program because without volunteers, there's no way we could run this program. Volunteers make a huge uh, portion of basically our budget, our in-kind donations. Um, so they will actually end up making friends with a lot of our clients and they will actually reroute their routes so they can end up with a specific client that they want to spend some extra time with because they make so many different friends as well as they check on everybody because that's the reason why we deliver hot meals. We want individuals to be able to check on and make sure those folks are safe and still uh, healthy because uh, they can actually call us should they see if there's anything different or changed about a volunteer. They actually will call us and let us know what's going on with that client. You really make a huge difference. Thank you so much for explaining all of that. And you know what? It's not a large time commitment, guys. We're talking about an hour and a half a day. So that's what we're talking about. Once a week, correct? An hour and a half? I mean, that's all that they're asking for just to make that difference. You can go ahead and sign up to volunteer on the Real Services website. Really simple process to help make a difference, guys. And that man right there, George, is an incredible resource in our community. He's helping to make sure so many people get the help they need. He also makes 
really good cookies. <laughs> oh, good cookies. Okay. Good cookies, yes. <laughs> Thank you. He's amazing. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa Stevens reporting live. When the weight of this world's on your shoulders And you feel like you can't go on And all the friends you thought you'd had Has turned their backs and left you alone When you're down in the valley Your mistakes is all they see Remember what the Lord said, I always walk with thee. So keep your head held high and keep marching on. Cause no one is perfect, so let them cast their stone. And I will be the light that guides you And keeps you on your way Just remember I walk beside you Each and every day This life can be so hard sometimes And you think you're all alone And you think no one is listening That's when he proves you wrong Cause there's someone that's out there Who needs the words you say Just put your trust in the Lord and He will guide your way so keep your head held high and keep marching on cause no one is perfect so let them cast their stones and I will you on your way Just remember I walk beside you Each and every day No one is perfect, so let them cast their stone. I will be the light that guides you and keeps you 
The stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Father God, I come to you with heavy heart and heavy thoughts Asking you to move some mountains, asking you to change some hearts Begging for salvation, job, begging you to change this world Lost and broken, crying out, hopes and dreams fall like pearls Calling for your wisdom, Lord, reaching for your saving grace Reach the hearts, heal the hate, pull us from our own disgrace Our own distaste, what a waste, flesh and sin are conquering We profane your holy name and then we say we're honoring Resurrect, change our hearts, make us something different Pulling back from masquerade, it's time that we are genuine Insignificant, the things we hold indifferent Speak salvation, change the world, beholding is magnificent Celebrate, celebrate, no time to hesitate Grabbing on to what is real, we let it resonate In our bodies, in our minds, let it penetrate Through the heart, what a shot, I'm feeling him regenerate Lord, save us, we need you we were born in sin, it's so lethal For the wages of Save sin us. is death We need you, we were born blind, we can't see you Lord save us, we need you We were born blind, we can't see you Save us, we need you The free gift of God we were born is in eternal sin, life so in Christ Jesus Shut. You can see that it's broken I mean the whole world system is tripping What are we smoking, huh? Hallucinations and lies are what we chase after Mind blown like brain matter How we taste in like cake batter Then play church like stage actors Then hope to God that we're safe after All the while we judge others Only bringing our judgment day faster But in a moment of honesty We can't seem to help it Cause we're addicted to idol worship And living selfish Or maybe self-medication Because the pain is real Acting like we're made of steel But truth is like a navy seal Seeing is a terrorist Your soul is a hostage there's only one hero that can save you from your bondage And his name is Jesus Yes, you are The Christ who is risen Simply place your faith in him And your sins are forgiven He was crucified so you and I could walk scot free It's by your amazing grace he saved a wretched man like me Lord, save us We need you We were born in sin It's so lethal For the wages of sin is death We need you Days. How too can I be saved? 
gotta pray the life drooping way Powder in this clay, living water like a cascade, yeah Let it flow, saturation on the grass blades Listen to the tirade, cruising down the highway, yeah Navigating through the highways Narrow road the signs say it's better than my way Yeah, God is true Grace like root Used to glean from the fruit Esau with the soup Used to hold the noose But now it's gospel boosting You see the truth, man, I'm living proof Yeah Repeat after me Lord, I know I'm a sinner In need of your grace I believe you sent your son Jesus To die for my sins when the laws stood up to test Jesus. The teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was hacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? expert and the law replied the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. You see, the story of the Good Samaritan, a kindness act was done. A man was attacked by robbers. Three people that day saw this man. Two did nothing and one did. A priest, you would think a priest would have stopped and helped the Samaritan, but never did. The Levite would have, should have stopped and helped, but never did. Back then, there was a lot of disagreements between different groups. 
They were not kind to each other. And so that caused tension. But the last person that stopped was a Samaritan. And the Samaritan stopped and helped the man out. He bandaged up his wounds. He put oil and wine on him. And then he put him on his own donkey and took him to an inn. But he also paid the inn to a denarii. And a denarii equals a day's daily wage of a day of a laborer. And so he paid the innkeeper two days worth of work. So he looked after him. And so when he came back the next day, he reimbursed the innkeeper for any extra expense that may have occurred. Out of these three, which one do you think was the one for mercy? It is a Samaritan. The Samaritan did not know who this individual was. He remembered what the Lord said. He said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Who are our neighbors? Our neighbors are anybody we meet. Anybody that we see on the streets, go to stores, policemen, firefighters, and the list goes on. You can show kindness to everybody, even if you don't particularly like them. The parable of Good Samaritan is a good example of how we should love others and treat others with kindness. Of all the three people that passed by that man that day, they all struggled with something. But the one who showed mercy was a Samaritan. We don't know what nationality we don't know if the man what the man was was he Israelite was he a Jew was he Samaritan Levite we don't know what that man was nobody knows all we know that he was a man who was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers so you're not know you don't know who he is whether he was somebody who was particularly a tax collector maybe he was a person of a light we don't know that but you can see here in this Good Samaritan that three people passed by this man who was hurt. Two people did nothing. And the third person did. And there's a lot that goes into this as you're reading it. Question, who is your neighbor? We have kindness week approaching next week. So we can do a lot of things for ourselves and our neighbors. Maybe you can be this Good Samaritan and if you see somebody on the streets who is struggling, maybe you can stop and say a prayer for them. Maybe if you have some extra, you can give it away. If you see someone who is just needs to get by and is struggling but don't know how to help, you could give them, you can make them a blessing back. There's a lot that you can do for Kindness Week. You could be like a Samaritan who saw somebody and did something about it. Or you could be like the priest and Levi who walked straight on by and did nothing. We have to think, who is our neighbor? And our answer, my friends, and everyone listening, is everybody around us. You're, you may have the richest thing in the world, but your neighbor does not. You may have food, but your neighbor does not. There is a lot of things that us Americans have that third world countries do not. There's a lot of things you can do for Kindness Week and it's home month of November as we're anticipating the month of Thanksgiving. 
as you take a listen and deep in and really think about the parable of Good Samaritan and what he's trying to say here, you will know that you can make a difference in the life of somebody else. 10.27 says it all. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So, remember, you can be like the priest and Levite who walked on by did nothing to help this man who was hurt. Or you can be like Samaritan who stopped, showed mercy to this man, and went about his way. So, who is your neighbor? Take care.